What is up, Wolfpack Nation? This is Pack Center, your one-stop shop for all things Nevada sports. The number one sports podcast, student-ran sports podcast on campus. I'm your host, Austin Paschke, joined by my co-host, Tyler Seth. And of course, we have the one, the only Isaiah Burroughs with us on the podcast today. Isaiah, how you doing, man? I'm great. How about yourself? Doing well, man. Thanks for asking. Trying to uh, stay sane during this weird time right now, but, you know, doing what you got to do, I guess. Oh, I get you there, man. Who is it? Yeah, and we are doing Recruit Week. So basically, we are going to have all five freshmen on the podcast. Um, It'll be a different freshman for each episode. This being the first one, we have the one, the only, Alem Husenovich on the podcast with us you'll be hearing from him in the second half of the episode for the first half of the episode we are going to basically be breaking down the athletes and uh, talking about them a little bit and uh, seeing kind of where they slot into next year's team Um, but for the first one we can't get over the breaking news that happened as we're recording it literally happened yesterday so we cannot start a episode without talking about the news that happened uh, Jalen Harris who probably should have been Mountain West player of the year last year is leaving Nevada staying in the NBA draft um, huge news coming out of um, NSN and really Mountain West basketball Nevada basketball yesterday Jalen Harris who would have really really helped out this young um, inexperienced Nevada team next year will not be with us. Um, Isaiah, what was your original original reaction when hearing uh, Jalen is no longer going to be on the team? Yeah, when I first heard the news, I was very optimistic. I was very happy for Jalen because I really think this is the time to capitalize on it, you know, to take his talents and to the next level with his scoring ability, his quick first step. I think he has all the offensive tools to really make an impact at the NBA. And ultimately, it'll come at the expense of the Nevada basketball team next season. But my first reaction was just, I was so happy for him. And I think he made the right decision. Oh yeah, definitely. And when I saw it too, um, Tyler and I both were really happy for him. Um, Selfishly though, we're looking at each other saying, oof, this is probably like the biggest blow to Nevada basketball you could have before the season even started. Because obviously all the offensive production was probably going to go through Jalen. But yeah, definitely excited for him. I don't know. There's a lot of people saying that he probably could have raised his stock by coming back next year. And truthfully, um, selfishly, I would say, oh yeah, he should have came back. But when you're really looking at the numbers, I don't know if he would have been able to improve his stock playing on a, um, I don't want to say worse team, but a team with less talent. So you don't know how they were going to do. And he was already averaging just insane numbers, having that uh, streak of 30 points um, a game, I think it was like six in a row or four in a row or something like that. Just absolutely unreal. And I don't think he could have actually done much to raise his stock by coming back next year. Tyler, do you do you agree with that statement? Yeah, I mean, you look at the year Jalen had last year, and it was something that was you know very special to watch. And I think we all kind of appreciated it as it was happening. Um, but yeah, I agree with you. There are kind of two sides of this. As a fans, we're disappointing we can't watch him play out his senior year in the silver and blue but you know as kind of an analyst and kind of looking at it at a broader perspective you know Jalen's a smart kid he wouldn't have gone and made this decision if he wasn't getting good feedback from NBA scouts 
um, you know, good feedback from, um, you know, different people around him. Coach Alford likely had a part in this decision. Craig Neal mm. probably also had a part in this decision. So obviously he's making the best decision for him, and obviously we wish him the best of luck. Um, but I kind of agree with what you and Isaiah are saying. I don't think there's much he could have done in this next upcoming season that would have really improved his draft stock just because of the year uh, that Mountain West, the Mountain West Player of the Year kind of race going on uh, that he was participating in with Malachi Flynn. Um, not much he could have really done to up his draft stock. So I feel like now uh, is probably a pretty good time for him to throw his name in there and see where it goes. And you look at the team two years ago. We lost our entire starting five. Um, still had a really good season, though, um, obviously, last year. But now we're losing four out of our five starters this year. We have zero seniors on scholarships and just two juniors in Desmond Cambridge and Robbie Robinson. Isaiah, do you agree with the fact that this is a true rebuild year now for Nevada? Yeah. I mean, I don't see us sustaining the success we had last year. Right. But with that being said, I think there is a lot of optimism surrounding the young talent we have in this program. And we saw a lot of growth last season from guys like Kane Milling, KJ Himes, Zane Meeks, who can continue to grow with this program. I really do think we can come into next season with the mindset we had kind of last season where we kind of cherished that underdog mentality. And over the course of the year, we saw the confidence from some of these younger guys and the growth really, really come out of them. And I'm excited to see how even more of them can do this year. So I think there will be some positives to take away, but ultimately you can make stuff happen in a rebuild. And I think we'll still be a competitive player in conference at least. Definitely. And I totally agree. And, and this is next year is going to give the young players a chance to really grow and blossom. And if Nevada fans can look at a positive and say, you know what, this next year might not be the year we're hoping for, but it's going to be a very, very important year for the future of Nevada Wolfpack uh, basketball because of just how these players are going to develop. I think they're going to um, – this this year might be a rebuilding year, but I think the following year is going to be a really bright year for these younger players who are going to get years of experience under their belt and now going to be able to really shine in the Mountain West. Uh, Chris Murray has us scraping by to get to 500 for next season, um, kind of sitting lower middle pack of the Mountain West. Do you guys think, Tyler, we'll start with you, do you think this is a reasonable assessment of next year's uh, basketball team? Yeah, more or less. I feel like this team, kind of like Isaiah said, has a lot of young potential. Uh, and we saw what Coach Alfred and Craig Neal did with, you know, the couple freshmen they had last year. You know, we see Zane Meeks really starting to improve the end of the season. We see Kane Milling and KJ Himes all kind of trending upwards as the season uh, was progressing on. So that's kind of a, a really good sign for our five, you know, new upcoming freshmen. Maybe they'll get some more playing time than they thought. Um, we've seen Coach Alford and Craig Neal kind of trust the younger guys with a lot of important crunch time minutes. Um, but, yeah, I think around a 500 assessment, uh, not looking at the schedule right now, um, is kind of a fair assessment, maybe a couple games above 500 if we're trying to be optimistic. Um, but, yeah, this is definitely a rebuilding year. Um, so I can see us, you know, obviously doing a little bit worse than that as well. But I think that 500 mark is something that should be fairly accurate, in my opinion. Isaiah, what do you think about the uh, 500 mark Chris Murray has that? Yeah, Murray's garnered a lot of respect. You know, his opinion is well-renowned in the Reno community, and I'm 
I'm there with him for the most part. I would see us. I see us trending more toward the below 500 range at the moment mm-hmm. because you lose four out of five starters and you lose a lot more of those upperclassmen and along with Jalen Harris now. But with that being said, there's still a lot to look forward to for next season. I think we can really tie things together maybe as the season progresses. And as Tyler kind of mentioned previously, you know, if you can get one or two games above 500 to finish the year, that can really be the high note of the season as a whole. So I'm, I'm trending toward more of the below 500. But ultimately, yeah, I'm with Murray to just see how how they can build upon this season. And ultimately, it's not going to be about how they finish the year, more or less how the growth of the program is more renowned, I guess I would say. Oh, and I agree more. And the brights, there's a couple of bright spots too. I mean, we're not losing anyone after next year's basketball t- um, season, so that's good. Everyone's going to be able to come back. Everyone's going to have a year of playing together, and um, yeah, and we get to see young players play and grow. And you know, if we're not having the most successful season, I think that's going to be one thing that keeps fans coming in to Lawler and keeps uh, you know eyes watching on the TV. Is you know we're going to see young players develop and play a fun style of basketball, and I think they're going to enjoy it no matter what our record shows. So I think uh, next year, no matter what, it's going to be a fun year, and I'm excited to see, no matter what our record says, I'm excited to see these young kids grow. Um, Speaking of young guys, let's jump straight into the first recruit of Recruit Week, and that is Alem Husenovic, 6'4", 190. Uh, He'll probably play the wing. That's what he played in high school. Uh, He played at Phoenix Prep with DeAndre Henry, and also another freshman that's coming in. Averaged 14.5 points, three rebounds, three assists at Phoenix Prep. Shot 43% from beyond the arc. Staggering 90% from the free throw line, so you know his form is uh, top of the line, A1 for sure. Uh, He also plays for his home country of uh, Bosnia in the uh, FIBA tournaments. Help Bosnia get to the U16 gold medal game, which was a huge accomplishment. I think he was saying that's maybe a first time in history or a first time um, in a really long time that they were able to do that. I think they played Russia in that one. He was named most outstanding player of the tournament, all, uh, named to the uh, all-star team of the tournament. Uh, this dude can play, man. Uh, shoots the lights out on the court, brings a ton of energy. What do you think of Alem, Isaiah? What is, what's something that stood out to you uh, after looking at this kid? Honestly, you mentioned his offensive repertoire. I think he can really space the floor, shoot the ball well, and also put it on the floor from you know time to time and create his own shot. But what kind of excites me is he's got a six foot four frame. He's kind of slender at one ninety, but that can offer some defensive potential on the other end. I really do think in a defensive kind of climate, a defensive scheme, he can guard one through three with ease. And he could switch on to guys on the perimeter, which we desperately need now when mm-hmm. four of our starters are gone. Yep. You had guys like Desiree Zuzwal, Jazz Johnson, and Jalen Harris, who switched on to guys with these and could really stick to guys on the perimeter. So we need Alem to kind of fill that same role. And I think he has the physical traits to do it, along with his improving offensive repertoire. Yeah, he's obviously a shooter, but um, as we've been watching, as we've been seeing, he can he can take control of the ball, pull up off the dribble, um, he can definitely take it to the rim as well. And like you said, he is a monster on defense. And I agree. I think he could play or really defend against multiple positions. Um, definitely like the one through three, I think. And may- maybe, I mean, six four is a little small, but he can definitely bulk up a little bit and play against those bigger guys down low. Tyler, how do you think he's going to be able to help out this team next year? 
whether it's um, immediate playing time or just helping him develop uh, down the road. Yeah, for Alem, uh, I like his upside. You know, obviously a shooter, kind of catch-and-shoot kind of guy, but like you said, can also play off the dribble, can take it to the rack, plays good defense. A really high motor, which is something we see in a lot, a lot of these recruits that mm-hmm. we've uh, brought in. I think all five, honestly, in watching their tape, really have a high motor on offense and defense, yeah. uh, something that Coach Alfred probably keys in on. Um, but in terms of playing time for this year, I could see him getting um, some minutes um, kind of being that more of a Zane Meeks, kind of what how he was used last year, kind mm-hmm. of that three-point stretch to four specialist. Um, but when uh, when Zane's not on the floor, obviously, I could see Alem kind of being that role filler. But I'm excited. I mean, this kid, like Isaiah and you said, 190, 6'4", definitely has some room to grow, uh, put some muscle on him. He could be, you know, a really, really useful piece uh, offensively and defensively for this team. So I could see him... Uh, getting some minutes, but probably not the most in his freshman season. Yeah, and I could see, and uh, the wing position is something that we are kind of um, lacking going into next season. We're we're truly want needing someone to stretch the floor, play that number three uh, spot, help out this stacked front court that we have, and give some support to the to this um, young backcourt that we have. So um, Isaiah, do you see a Lem playing a lot of minutes um, going into next season, paired with these younger guys? I really do see an increased role for this year just because kind of taking off from what last season Troy told, I, it looks like Coach Alford isn't afraid to throw freshmen into the fire mm-hmm. and have them grow throughout the year. And I think that's what Alem needs throughout this collegiate process. And the sooner you get him out on the floor, the more you can learn and grow on the court and really shine on both ends of the floor. So I do see him kind of taking an overall increased role in minutes and have a sustainable role for the future. Well, and he has the experience playing against, you know, um, top talent, not only at um, Phoenix Prep, but also uh, overseas. He's playing against grown men that are playing true competition, good basketball that he's playing against. And he's been able to show and prove that he's been able to step up and play with those guys. I think he's just going to he's also going to be able to step in. Get some good minutes. I don't know if he's going to be able to get that starting role just as a freshman right away. But like you said, um, Alfred has been showing shown to kind of let his players play a little bit, um, a little bit more than past regimes, I, sh- I should say. I think Alem's going to get some minutes, but I don't see him, you know, starting right away or getting that nod. But I do see him giving us reliable minutes off the bench and helping out this younger, uh, less experienced backcourt Paired with this, you know, kind of deep front court that we have going into um, next year. What is your favorite thing that you saw about Alem from just watching tape or reading about him, um, Isaiah? Yeah, watching some tape, it looks like Alem knows his way around a few off-ball screens, if I do say so myself. Yeah. He seems comfortable kind of coming around the wing and catching the ball, catching shoot from three-point territory and letting it fly. And honestly, that's kind of perfect for what we've done. You know, you have guys like... Jazz Johnson last season who could get his shot off the dribble, move around screens, and really hoist him up at an efficient rate. I really do think Alem could fit us perfectly in that regard. Maybe not to the efficiency of Jazz Johnson last year, or the amount of attempts for that matter, but Alem looks really comfortable as an off-ball guard who can really help us. Yeah, I think the pairing of him and uh, Zane Meeks will be really fun to watch if they are on the floor together, if Zane's playing more of a stretch four. And then Alem comes in at the three position, and um, 
I think them two together would be able to stretch the floor so much that I don't even know what defenses will be able to do with uh, that much shooting on the court with Zane and Alem. But I'm excited to see what this kid can do next year. Um, I'm excited to see how much playing time he truly gets. But yeah, I'm I'm really excited to see what he can do. Tyler, do you have any any last thoughts about Alem before we jump into the the um, interview? I mean, no, not really. Uh, great kid. When we talked to him, he's really really yeah. well spoken. Like all these recruits were really well spoken. Love his shooting ability. Love that he can knock shots down with a hand in his face. Contests his shots. That's a lot of. That's something I was seeing a lot of in his film. Just a lot of contested shots that he was knocking down. So uh, it's gonna be big in you know in college ball. You know you're not gonna always get those wide open looks you got in high school or um, in the past. You know you're gonna be playing you know higher level competition, higher level defense. So that's a good thing to see from Alem. But yeah, really excited to see kind of his growth this year. And I think uh, he could have a you know a really high ceiling for this team. And another thing this guy this guy has is confidence, and you guys will be able to tell that in the interview coming up. Um, but we're gonna take a quick break, and after the break, you guys will be hearing from Alem himself on why he chose Nevada, what stood out to him, and what he's most excited about um, in the upcoming season. So uh, make sure to stick around for that interview. Welcome back to Pack Center, the number one student-run sports podcast here on campus. We are continuing with Recruit Week. The first guest for Recruit Week is Alem Husenovic. Alem, thank you so much for joining the podcast, man. We really appreciate it over here. We'll just get straight into it. First question is going to be, um, we'll start kind of in the beginning. Describe to us your journey from, you know, growing up in Bosnia and then traveling to the States. Um, obviously not the easiest transition. So we'll explain what that's kind of been like for you and uh, your transition personally. Well, the transition, well, I didn't usually play. Well, I was actually, I was, so coming from Bosnia, you know, I usually played more basketball over there because, you know, that's where I mostly grew up. I was actually born here, and then I went back to Bosnia right after I was born, and I was there until about elementary school and then like we came back to the States and uh, you know I didn't really play club basketball here I usually played club basketball over there because I went back to my country after every summer and so I usually play basketball over there and the playing style is much more different over there and much more they play much more aggressive and much more fundamental and more low paced but over here they play way more faster and way more one-on-one. So the transition I usually had to make was I had to uh, make my one-on-one skills much better. And you get to do something pretty unique for a lot of college students. I mean, it's not often you get to go to your homeland and play for it and you know put on those colors and kind of represent. Um, what's that kind of been like for you to really you know represent your home country and uh, – to put those uh, colors on your back and, you know, represent those people. Yeah, that, that's probably my biggest accomplishment of basketball so far was putting on that jersey and, you know, fighting for my country for the European Championships because Bosnia and Herzegovina, we're a really small country. Most of the people that I meet don't even know that it's a country that exists until they meet me and I tell them about it. But for a country that's small and everybody doubted us and... 
know, no one even heard of us, and for us to make it to the gold medal game against Russia, I mean, that was huge. Everyone, everyone doubted us, and we just proved everyone wrong. Yeah, and then for our listeners who don't follow the uh, FIBA or the international competitions you guys play in, uh, how does it all go down? Like, what are the level you're playing at? Would you say, and like, uh, what other countries are you playing? Well, the level is they go by years you're born. So, like, I'm a 2002 born. So it's all like, like 2002 born. Like that was for the European Championships that I played, and uh, you know it's it's all the countries basically in Europe like fighting for a gold medal. Like the championship game we played against Russia, and that was probably the toughest game. Like, we lost that game. We got silver medal. But yeah, for us, a small country like that to play against a big country like Russia and compete with them, that was really big for us. Definitely. So how does college fit into playing for your country? Because are you able to, now that you're here, are you still able to go back and play in the FIBA competitions? Or does that have to kind of put on a hold for a little bit? How does that all work? Yeah, so usually the tournaments, the European Championships and the uh, World Championships and tournaments are usually during sometime during the school year, which I obviously won't be able to go. But the European teams are usually during the summer, which I probably won't be able to go this year. Maybe sophomore year, if my coaches let me, who knows. But it's all up to the coaches if they're going to let me or not, so we'll see. Definitely. And then you played, so fast forward now, high school ball um, in Arizona. You played um, for a high school team, and then you transferred to a prep team, uh, Phoenix Prep. And then that's where you played ball with um, pack commit DeAndre Henry as well, right? Yes, sir. So how how kind of cool is that to be able to play with someone at the high school level or prep level, and then now are, you're going to be you know teammates with for maybe the next three four years? How does how cool is that to have someone that you know already on the team? Man, it's awesome! It's awesome. You know, we played club basketball together the whole year, and then we've just started. We just found out in May, right after our club season, that uh, our the coach is making a prep team. So. You know, me and I was the first one to go, and I, I was trying to convince everyone, and he, he came with us, and, you know, it was, it was awesome. It was awesome. And then when he got that Nevada offer, he, like, committed, and then he got the offer, and when he got it, I mean, I was, I was ecstatic. I was really happy. And then uh, kind of describe how you and DeAndre play together and how that's kind of kind of translates to the college game. Yeah, well, you know, he's a, he's a big man, and I wing, and I always, like, look for him, and then... Sometimes he he get double teamed or trapped or get stuck, and I always be the one to relocate and him pass out the ball to the three or me. I would cut down to the basket and he drop a nice pass, and you know that's how we worked this whole season. Yeah, because I was gonna say you're a little bit more of a wing. He's a little bit of a a post player, but for well, we're gonna we're supposed to be getting him on the podcast as well. But for fans that don't know his style of the play, what's like the number one thing that fans are gonna see about DeAndre Henry? Uh, he's a bully, you know, he's a bully, he's gonna, you know, like, he might be, he's six, eight, maybe six, seven and a half, somewhere around there, but, you know, he's a bully, he's gonna, he's gonna fight with, with the other team, he's gonna fight for you, he's gonna stand up for you, and, you know, we all know he, he got our back. And then, uh, kind of going to your commitment, what made you choose, or what made you in your mind say, you know what, like, Nevada's the school for me? You know, I watched. UCLA back then I watched 
UCLA used to be my dream school because I love how they play and you know like the level and like how they like how they like giving it to shooters. And when I found out that Steve Alford was gonna be the coach for Nevada, and when I got that offer, I was like, wow, like you know, I don't think there should be any better fit with Craig Neal. So you were. They both played in the big leagues. They both know. They both played my position. And I feel like they can both make me into a much better player than any other coach in the country. And I know you are a shooter. Your 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 numbers have definitely shown that you can shoot the lights out. Um, obviously, Coach Alford was probably one of the best shooters of his time. Hell of a shooter. Um, it's reported that he still claims to the team to this day that he's the best shooter in the gym. Do you think that you can take him down and uh, kind of steal that title from him? Yeah, we, when I was on the visit, he, he said that he, he was like the best shooter on the team. But <laughs> I, I told him just to wait for me, wait for me to come and see. He'll see the real competition. Right, <laughs> that's funny. Uh, so, what do you think that you're going to be able to? Um, you know, when you do get on the court, what do you think you're going to be able to bring to this um, kind of young team that we're going to have next year? I'm, I'm going to be able to, first of all, I'm, I'm going to bring defense for sure. You know, I, I play 94 feet. I'm, I'm going to be all up in the defenders, and that's probably one of my main things people don't know, that before a shooter, I'm a defensive player first. I'm a, I play tough on defense, and, and then I'm going to also bring, uh, what's it called, the shooting, and you know, driving and, and passing out. So, like, I'm not, I'm not 100% just a shooter. I can also dribble and run guard and play defense. Well, when we're watching your tapes, we are both really impressed by not only, obviously, how you play the game of basketball, but your energy that you bring. Um, I mean, pretty much every highlight tape is you talking trash, you're clapping. Um, absolutely, honestly, one of the my favorite ways to watch basketball, and I love watching players um, play that way. So where does all that energy come from? Is it just you stepping on the court thinking you're the best or just you know that you're the best? Where does that energy, that confidence come from? Yeah, well, I always knew, every single time I stepped on the court, this season, I always knew I, was, I played at the highest level. I knew Gainesville was one of the best players in the world at the international level. I knew no one could stop me. And, you know, when I, that energy and that t- trash talking that just comes naturally to be honest like I don't even think about it it just goes so to be honest that's just part of my game now and I just like getting in other other teams faces (laughs) yeah so you're talking about your defense your shooting your driving uh out of kind of all the elements of your game which would you say is kind of like the strongest part my strongest is defense to be honest I feel like because you know some shooting days you know, being a shooter, some days are going to be off. Obviously, some days you're not going to be able to make a shot, but you're going to need a, to help your team out to win. And I feel like defense is, is probably the number one thing to have. And, you know, this past years, I've been on myself for defense, 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 because the shot's not always going to fall. So you got to have defense if you want to stay in play. Definitely. And it's uh, – so – Looking at the highest level, obviously the NBA, who do you look at the, at someone who plays in the NBA and say, I want to try to mold my game like his, or I try to play like these combination of a couple players? Who in the NBA do you kind of like idolize and look up to? I really like, uh, well, the defense part, I like Patrick Beverly. You know, like he motivates me because he's not the tallest guy. He's one of the like smallest guys, and he still gets up and players, gets them in their heads and that. 
and then probably from him, and I'd like to maybe put together, uh, this is tough, <laughs> I don't know, maybe, I'm not, I'm not 100% sure on one player, but maybe I'd just like to bring, like, like this energy to the team and energy on the floor and, you know, push the ball and attack and, yeah. Pat- Patrick Beverly certainly does that, that's for sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so we're in, as we all know, kind of some weird times right now. Uh, what have you been doing during this kind of quarantine to keep yourself busy? Man, I've been just training. Really nothing else to do. Right. I don't, I don't, play, I don't play video games, so, you know, just training, eating, sleeping, that's it. <laughs> Netflix, I'm, I'm assuming. Yeah. <laughs> so has anything started on your guys' end with, like, what's the news for basketball? Have you guys been doing Zoom meetings? I'm sure it's hard to kind of, you know, this is a time where you guys, you guys would probably be meeting the team and starting to get together. So uh, what? how's that kind of been? Yeah, so so far we haven't been doing anything really. We, we're just waiting to get out there to, you know, and get to work. But for now, I'm pretty sure they moved the date to July. It was supposed to be beginning of June. We were supposed to be up there, you know, but they changed it to uh, July. So mm. I don't know now. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, I think that's it from us, man. Um, I, I really thank you for coming on the show, man. I'm excited, and I think the fans are going to be excited to hear from you. Yeah, I can't wait.